There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irvin Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cash back. And did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. Well, she's got a lot of things on her mind to talk about talk now. About now talk about. She's taking care of her voice, so you know that she's not going to shout now. shout now. She's not going to shout. So get your headphones ready to hear what it's all about. No Fun, the Jen Kirkman podcast, season 11, episode 28. Here we are, the last week in July. This episode, if you're listening on your favorite podcast app, you are listening to the free version of this podcast that does have ads and it's shorter. If you want the entire version, which is at least 60 minutes long without ads, you may click the link in the show notes or go to patreon.com slash Jen Kirkman. And when you sign up, this episode is available only to the subscribers who have joined the four times a month fun level. They pay $5.99 a month to get four episodes a month. You can get a seven-day free trial if you don't want to commit. And if you join for the year, you get a 15% discount. So that's all available to you. And of course, you can join at lower levels and get less episodes. You just won't get this episode today. So anyway, that's my spiel. Let's get into this week's episode. So for right now, I want to start with what is a very old-school topic for this podcast back when it was called I Seem Fun, back when it started 11 years ago. Customer service ranting. I know a lot of you love that. I've got a customer service complaint. Now, times have changed. Times have changed. And I'm not someone who says people are too sensitive when really what's happened is not that people got too sensitive, but the people we've been beating on and making fun of 
who were always voiceless now have a voice and are like, excuse me, please stop dehumanizing me. That is not cool. Please stop punching down, if you will. That's not what I'm talking about. There are cases where people are too sensitive about things and what they're too sensitive about is a thing that isn't happening. Does that make sense? I will get complaints from people saying, you said this and you do this and they are wrong. So let me put it to you this way. When I complain about customer service, why do I do it? Well, because I have ADHD. I like things going a certain way. I am impatient. I live in New York. You know, I'm like, all right, let's go fast, fast, fast. I don't like the new corporate overlord way of how people who work in customer service are told they have to speak to their customers. Whoever is writing the script for these people who are not getting paid well enough, whoever's writing the script is so out of touch, they haven't talked to a customer ever. They probably never worked their way up. They probably went to some business school and they think they've got all the great ideas about how to be a middle to top level manager. And they tell people to say, how's your day going so far? And what are you doing today? Because what they're afraid of is that the customer will get unruly on the other end if they hear silence. But what you could do to rectify the situation is say, hi, thanks for calling Susie Doozy's shop. How can I help you? Oh, I got to return something. It came all damaged. Instead of going, I'm sorry to hear that. I'd be happy to help you. How's your day going so far? Instead of all that nonsense where you're like, are you even listening? You go, let me get right on that. Okay. There's a few pieces of info I need from you to get to your account. Then you get the info. Then you say, I'm going to be looking at this right now. It may take me a moment. We don't have hold music, but I am here. If you have any more questions, just shout it out. I'll be tippy typing over here. You don't have to talk. This is what they tell you to do. Keep talking while you're doing the thing that you need to do for the customer. But on the other end, I'd rather hear silence and your fingers typing than you going, so how's the weather in um Pomona, California, where you live? Yeah, because I don't know if you're working at the same time. I don't have time for the chit chat. I didn't I didn't call my mother and you know, because I had to call you to get this situation rectified. And so if I had time to chit chat, I would have called my mother because she's got all the hot gossip about, you know, who's died, who's divorcing. But anyway, so I don't mind hearing silence on the other end. I don't think it's rude. In fact, it's not rude. The least rude thing is happening. Someone is kindly working on my issue. And the other thing is, I I don't believe you can talk, small talk, and work on an issue at the same time. It has been proven we cannot multitask. We can. I mean, you have the right to, and it's possible, but your brain is going to be giving 50% to each thing you're doing. So I don't, I need a hundred percent on my issue here. hundred percent. So that's why I go nutty when customer service is bad because I know these people don't want to be doing that shit either. I used to work in customer service in a different generation. You get people in, out, you just talk about what you're doing. You don't ask them personal questions. If you leave a shop or any kind of customer service experience where you're like, well, everything was handled beautifully and quickly, 
but they didn't ask me how my day's going, then you've got problems. You need to make friends, talk to a therapist if you can, maybe just slap yourself up the side of the head, see if that rattles anything back into place. The notion that being friendly cannot exist without actual pleasantries, how's your day going, is not true. You can say to someone, I'm so sorry this happened with your order, but my job is to make it right. So you're in good hands. That's friendly. But we're not with the extra, extra talky talky. Like one time I called Ikea for something. It was, you know, it wasn't pre-vaccine pandemic, but it was still, you know, Omicron is raging and people were staying home because they were afraid of catching it. And you you never know what people are going through. You don't know how many people have, if the person you're talking to on the phone lost any family members in the, in the pandemic, had been raging for two years at that point. I call Ikea because I want to see if this thing is in stock in a location near me to have it delivered. And the people on the phone said, oh, hi. Uh, before they would ask me, what are you looking for? I said, oh, how can I help you today? I said, oh, I... I'm looking at the Der Spiegelschmangler um, cabinet and I wanted to see if it was in stock at a store near me instead of saying, what's your zip code? He said, and I hope that your family is doing well these days. What? Why do you hope that? I'm asking where the Der Spiegelschmangler cabinet is. What if my family had all died of COVID? What if there were these idiots that went on a princess cruise in spring of 2020? Oh, well, my family, um, they all uh, died on a cruise of COVID. I mean, yeah, they were dumb fucks, but I still loved them. I still loved them. And now you've just thrown my body into some PTSD. I hadn't even thought about them today. And now I'm crying. I'm sorry about that. Can I get the zip code? I can't even think of my zip code because you just reminded me of my family. Which dresser were you looking at? I, I think it was a cabinet. The, the Der Spiegelsplangel or the... I can't remember the name because... Oh, my God. Like, there's nothing that's going to help me find out if that cabinet is in my zip code by you asking, how's my family doing? What if my family abandoned me in the woods? You have no idea how they're doing. What if they're horrible, abusive people? So that's what I'm saying. People too sensitive have said to me, you're rich and you don't understand people have to work for a living. Bitch, I'm not rich. I'm rich for, if it was 1960, I'd be very rich with the amount of money I have. I'm rich maybe in uh, Arkansas, but I ain't rich in New York City. It's all relative, of course. And I'm on strike right now against the billionaires, the real class of people who we should be eating. The billionaires and the hundred millionaires. That's the people we should be eating. Not me, a perfectly upper middle working, upper middle class writer who does not have long-term job security, who is saying, I had the craziest phone call with customer service the other day. It was so funny. I get, I get comments like this. Oh, man, you're out of touch. No, nope, nothing to do with that. You, first of all, I called customer service myself. Should that tell you the amount of touch that I am in? It's pretty good. I don't have like 10 assistants. And I was calling Ikea, not uh, Tiffany. And it's not Tiffany's, it's Tiffany. Just so you guys know, it is called Tiffany. Tiffany's would be if there's two Tiffany stores next to each other. 
And I actually don't even think then you would say that. Anywho, so I get those kind of complaints. Or people saying, I can't believe how rude you were to the customer service person. Uh, no, I was never rude. I'm so nice. Even if they're driving me batshit, I come here to the podcast to do a reenactment and be like, I'm losing my mind. You know what I mean? Because, uh, listen, I hang out with real people. I talk to people everywhere. People everywhere have complaints about how things run. Trust me, I get complaints all the time about how I'm running the Patreon or what my ticket sales prices were in the past, whether they were too high, which they never were, but, you know, or I'd announce them in advance. Why can't you do this? Always complaining, always complaining and never, never as polite as when I complain about things. So I know that everyone relates to having annoying customer service experiences. I know they do. I'm not unique. But for some reason, if you're in a mood and you hear some podcaster that you know nothing about, you're like, oh, this bitch in the high tower. No. So I didn't have to do all this splaining back in the I seem fun days 11 years ago. But people lately, in the last six years ago, six years ago or so, people of all political stripes have an ax to grind and they're wielding their ax and they're flinging it around and they're grinding the wrong things. Everybody wants to feel special. and like, well, I have something to say about this. You don't. That's why I have the microphone and you have the headphones. In this instance, you got nothing to say about the story I'm about to tell you. So with that introduction aside, let's enjoy an old school story. So I'm on the phone with JetBlue. Now JetBlue, I am loyal to. I don't know why their planes are always breaking down. And it's never anything huge. It's never, oh, the brakes aren't working. It's something like the door to the pilot's cockpit has a screw loose. That, that counts as maintenance. Then they fix it, but then they have to do, 17 people have to check it, and they sign off, and then there's paperwork. So if you're ever waiting for a flight and it's delayed and they say maintenance, it's usually not to do with how the plane stays in the air or lands safely. It's usually some dumb thing, but it all involves someone with a screwdriver coming over, so they call it maintenance. I've learned this by sitting in airports for long amounts of time, and I've talked to people that work at JetBlue or the pilot sitting next to me, and they have explained It usually takes a hot second for them to find someone to come down, and then someone comes down. They usually fix it really quickly, but then there's the paperwork. And that's usually what you're waiting for. If we didn't have to do all the checking and the double checking and the paperwork, the delay would probably be 15 minutes. You never notice. But thank God they do all the checking and the double checking and the paperwork because flying is government regulated. Ready to elevate your home? Picture this. Central heating, a cozy fireplace, or your dream walk-in closet. Build a backyard oasis, go green with solar panels, or start a business. It's all possible with Figure's Home Equity line of credit. Unlock up to $400,000. Apply online in five minutes. Funding in as little as five days. Head to figure.com and transform your home. Figure Lending LLC, DBA Figure, Equal Opportunity Lender, NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. For licensing information, go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. That's something I want the government to regulate. So, 
God bless our system. But these JetBlue planes, there's always something. But I enjoy the JetBlue cross-country experience. I enjoy the amount of flights per day from all airports. And I have a JetBlue credit card, which gives me six points for every dollar spent. Those points go into my JetBlue account. I can buy flights with those points. I haven't paid full price or I haven't paid for a flight from New York to Boston in years because I got so many points. I haven't paid full price for a a long distance first class mint suite flight in years because points and I have a travel bank from some times that I had to cancel flights over the years and it just goes right in your travel bank and it sits there. You can't take it out, can only use it to buy more JetBlue flights. So I've got this travel bank, I've got points coming out of my ears. So anytime anyone in my family needs to fly somewhere on JetBlue, I take care of it. I've sent my sister to Montana to visit her son, my nephew, a million times. My parents come see me in California. I mean, I love doing it. And I'm not going anywhere right now, and my travel bank will expire this year. So I'm just flying everyone everywhere. So I flew my nephew and his wife and their new baby. That's right. I'm a great aunt. I'm actually a great aunt twice. Um, my nephew's sister, my niece had a baby two years ago. So anyway, we have this big family kind of reunion gathering this summer. Everybody comes out on my, you know, in my sister's family that she created. And everything goes well. Everybody's happy with JetBlue. My nephew's trying to check in for his flight return home, Boston to Montana. He gives me a call. He's like, something went weird on the website. Like all of a sudden my seat changed, but I see some other seats have opened and they've got a baby and their seats weren't all together. But I saw seats in the front row that I as a Mosaic member can get. But the way JetBlue works is you can't book three tickets at once. I swear on other airlines, I used to book tickets for my boss. This was back in 2001 at my executive assistant job here in New York City. I swear I used to book tickets for him where you could book two at a time. I don't know if certain other airlines you can do that. Still, I haven't really booked with other airlines in a while. But JetBlue, you want to buy a flight for yourself and a friend, your partner, you book one at a time and the website is Zazla. And then you go in and book the other. And you better hope no one's got that seat. I guess you could have two browsers open. But the website is so slow. So anyway, I know that I have to call JetBlue because I'm trying to help my nephew by going on the website. I can't. So I give a call. This woman answers, well, thank you for calling JetBlue. Now, everybody on JetBlue works from home. You can hear their cats meowing in the background. You hear it all. I'm grateful that they get to work from home. I hope the cost of not having office space gets rolled back into their salary. I'm sure it doesn't. But I hope they at least enjoy working from home, and that's why they wanted the job. Woman was a sweetheart. She's someone I think to myself, Whenever I'm getting frustrated with someone, I think, 
I could small talk her at a Christmas party if I didn't know her. She'd wear a fun sweater. I never say ugly Christmas sweater because there is no ugly Christmas sweater. If it's a Christmas sweater, it's fun. There's no ugly. We don't use that word about Christmas. I don't care. Unless you have like fake dog poop and human fake vomit safety pinned on your sweater. I'll call that an ugly Christmas sweater, but that's not Christmas. But if you have, you know, all kinds of bells and bows and snowmen, that's fun. I could talk to someone like this lady. I could hear it in her voice. She probably has some kind of special cookie she makes every Christmas. She probably loves Hallmark movies. She's probably seen the one that I wrote. She does seem like a nice middle-aged lady. Oh, thank you for calling Jeff Blue. I can help you. So I, I know that whatever I'm going to say will not be remembered one second later. If I say, hi, I booked three flights for my nephew, his wife, and their baby, and they're trying to check in and they're having trouble, unfortunately, They've been split up in their seats, and I would love to upgrade them to the front row. But I need to do it quickly. So I said something like that. Oh, I'd be happy to help you. And you said you're traveling today? I'm tightening up. I'm like, no, uh, no, not me. Um, Again, I bought tickets for my nephew, his wife, and their baby. I'm not using that voice either. But she's like, okay. Confirmation code? So... I have an email that JetBlue sent me with all of their info, but when you click on it, because they've already flown one, one way already, the email says, can't load the content. So now, so I have to go into my JetBlue account and click manage flights. Well, when I do that, it gives me an error message. I said, ma'am, this whole website, like everything is not working over here. Thank God I found an email where I had written down the confirmation code. So I did have them. I was right. I was... Guys, got to always write everything down extra and never be like, well, it's in my, it's on the website where I keep my info. I don't trust it. And by write it down, I mean, I typed it in in the notes section. Wasn't like writing it with a pencil, which is, I think, also a great idea too. But so she's, okay, so I see his seat here. Now he's in row um, 70,000 letter Z, Z, Z. So that's fine with him. You want to put um, his family with him? I go, no, 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 no. I already know there's no seats next to him. Yeah, I don't see any seats next to him. But I could look. I said, no, no, I already know. There's three seats in the front row. I I put the whole family together. Um, The the thing is, the baby has to go in the window seat. So, um, like, if you don't get all three of them together, or at least one person with the baby seat, we're kind of screwed. So um, I think we need to, like, quickly book, book this. Okay, so we're booking. She she moves one of the adults up to the front row. I say I'm going to pay with, you know, travel bank and points, but she needs my credit card because there's like an extra fee. It's like $35 for this like one part of the upgrade. No problem. I'll pay for it. Guys, I want those JetBlue points. So I'm like, okay, here's my credit card. She goes, billing zip code? Oh, God, here we go. I give her the billing zip code, which has to do with uh, where I used to live. Um, It's actually my accountant's office. They just, that's the billing zip code, okay? Boring, long story. Uh, But it's in, uh, 
Encino, California, which is the valley. So she's like, Encino, oh, that's the valley. Oh, the valley. How is, it must be hot there today. And I said, oh, I don't live there. This is the billing zip code. I'm in Brooklyn. But um, did the card go through? Like trying to say like, can you hurry up without saying will you hurry up? Did the card go through? Um, yep. Yeah, and it went through. Well, I used to live in California. I lived in California and I moved to Utah and that's where I am now. And I will tell you, I am not used to this weather. And now I don't know what she's talking about. Is it hot? And I've been to Utah once. Beautiful. Um, Salt Lake City. But I don't know what she's talking about. Is it hot? Is the weather hot in the summer? Is that what she means? What weather is she not used to? Also, I don't care. So I don't ask. Oh, I'm sure. Well, everywhere's different is what I say, which is not what I would say in a conversation. But this, I was trying to keep it moving. Yeah, I mean, I was not ready for that snow. How do you feel moving to Brooklyn? I assume there's lots of snow. No, actually, it didn't snow once last year, but I don't want to get into it. Uh, I said, oh, yeah, I'm from here. I mean, I'm from the East Coast, but we don't have time to get into it. Well, Massachusetts. I said, oh, I'm from here, so I, I, I'm used to it. And she said, okay. Well, was there anything else I could help you with today? I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. We've got to get the other two seats because the there's two seats left on the plane to book. And, and if anyone else is, is booking them right now, because like these seats were just released 24 hours before the flight. So other people, I assume, are trying to get their hands on these seats. Okay. You know, I'm trying to book it for the baby. And um, same questions over and over. We do the points. We do the thing. Then she's saying, I mean, I don't know where this comes from all of a sudden. I said, yeah, there's, you guys have a regulation where the car seat has to be in the, um, like the baby, if she sits in a car seat in the, on the seat, she has to sit in a window seat. Um, so you have to put the baby in the window seat. And she's like, I don't see anything here about choosing car seat. I go, no, no, it's not a, no, it, they bring a car seat like you would for a car. They carry it on and they did it on the flight down. It's all good. You, you don't have to do anything about that. Just ignore me. I'm just saying the baby has to be in the window. Um, so we need a window seat. doesn't matter if she literally puts the ticket name under the baby in the window, but I was just kind of like, we got to grab that window seat. And she's like, Ooh, there's a problem. Oh, what is it? Oh, no. Did the seats go away? Well, no, it's just in the front row. It's the bulkhead. So you can't have objects on the ground during takeoff and landing. I said, yeah, there won't be any. I'm sh- oh, first of all, we don't have to talk about this now. When you get on the plane and you put your bag at your feet and you're rifling through it, the flight attendant will come around and say, okay, we're about to take off. I have to put these above your head and there's room in the bin above your head and we're all happy. I said, yeah, they know that. I'll tell them. I said, we just got to really grab that seat, though. She goes, but uh, you mentioned the car seat. Does that go on the ground? I said, no, it goes in the seat, just like in a car. But it goes in the, so that, so that, because she's one, so she can't sit in the chair without a car seat. Oh, I didn't know we offered those. You don't. This is, they bought it. This is their car seat from home. They brought it with it. Okay, isn't that amazing? Um, Oh, she has such a pretty name. Well, who is she named after? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. We don't have time for that. I said, I'm so sorry. Um, I'm just I'm just asking. I don't mean to be rude. Um, 
do you see that seat open? I wanted to say, are you working and talking at the same time? But I couldn't. I said, do you see that seat open? I'm looking now. Sorry. She goes, sorry. I just was caught up with thinking about that car seat. She literally admits, sorry, I'm going slow. I was thinking about something. So then she gets, so we get two seats now. I'd love to grab that third in the same row, but it's not the end of the world if somebody has to sit alone. You know what I mean? So I'm like a little more calm, but guys, I've been on the phone at this point, 23 minutes and there's been no issues. Like 23 would imply, oh, the computer keeps crashing. No, just all the talking. And she says, okay, now are you from Montana originally? No, no, just said I was from Brooklyn. Oh, so, oh, so your family moved to Montana. Do you ever get out there to see them? No, that's why I flew them to Massachusetts. My whole family doesn't live in Montana. Oh, I'd love to go there. You know, I have not been anywhere. Have you seen a lot of the country? Guys, I could not. I mean, by the way, I normally would love to have this conversation. This is not a bad conversation per se. It's just not the time for it. And she goes, oh, no, it looks like that seat was taken already. I go, oh, no. Oh, goodness. I guess we, I guess you really got to be fast on that stuff, huh? With, And she goes, oh, wait. I forgot I was looking at the wrong seat. No, this is still open. I'm like, oh, good. And that's when she's like, yeah. I mean, I've been to Utah from California, which a lot of people haven't even been to Utah. So at least I've been to one of the states that not a lot of people have visited. But I've got to make, I would just love someday, wouldn't you just love to get in a car and drive across the country? I'm like, yes, right now I would. Just drive screaming. My God, I'm sure she's lovely. Maybe she's lonely. Someone's going to write that to me. You're a bitch, she's lonely. People after the pandemic have been isolated. We cannot make fun of customer service anymore. But it finally all worked. And I felt so guilty for the thoughts I was thinking that I said, you have been so helpful. I really can't thank you enough. You kept me calm because I was so worried about getting these seats. And I really just hope you have a wonderful rest of your workday. And she said, oh, that's so sweet. Thank you. I love the feedback. And I... Something about what she said, feedback hit me. And I'm like, oh boy, I've created a monster. She talked to me for one half of an hour, 30 minutes. And everything worked out fine, but I didn't know that for 30 minutes. It's like I'm a, I don't know, like my adrenaline was up as though I was walking through a haunted house. Like, oh my God. And now I've told her how great she is. She said, thanks for the feedback. She's going to go do that to the next person. Some poor fool calling, going, I got to book this ticket. I'm about to miss my flight. I need to get on the next flight. There's one seat left. Help. She's going to be like, I was just talking to this wonderful girl from Brooklyn. And I was saying, would you ever just want to drive across the country? Maybe you could do that instead of get on your flight. I mean, I have encouraged this woman. And now y'all are going to have to deal with her. Okay, until next week, have fun. If you want the rest of this episode, you know where to go, patreon.com slash Jen Kirkman.